Monster Mania Radio. We are back. Yes. Back after After three three weeks weeks of hell. Three weeks of not seeing you, Rob. I didn't know what to do with myself. Uh, Then again, missed me. I went to the movies and I went all these great places and did all these wonderful things. And you're back. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Are we going to try and remain positive on this episode? Why not? So we better not talk about Iron Man 3. What do you mean? Uh, oh, come on. We Well, should we get into this already? We went to Iron Man 3. What oh, other plan boy. do we have? Okay, well, let, let me tell you something. Rule number one, mm-hmm. do not let my son Doug Here pick the go. movie theater. Uh, right? Rule number two, suck it. If you remember <laughs> back when we went to see, what was that, the Guardians of the Universe or whatever that Not one 3D, Santa supposed Club? to be 3D. Oh, uh, well, yeah, right. yeah. But it was misleading on the webpage because okay. I sent you. Yeah, it, yeah Confirmed. It was. So this time I say, I'm working, right? And I'm trying to get out of work a little bit early just so I can go with Doug and his two sons and Dave and his son, you know, family type thing to see Iron Man 3. I said, I want to see it 3D IMAX. Okay. Right? I don't believe IMAX was stated. I, I, I know. Oh yeah, it was. I, can, I still have God the text. Do you think he's not going to want the best, dude? Listen, he doesn't. Seriously. He doesn't know. No, here's the, the problem. Little Dave could care less about 3D, and I even brought that up, and he's like, "Dude, I hate 3D. I'd rather not see it in 3D." But Dave's driving from Delaware. Dad's got to work until we thought five o'clock. The only IMAX was at like seven o'clock, which means Dave wouldn't get home until after eleven. Yeah, which. And I mean, he, legit. I mean, honestly, it was too late. See, well, booyah! That's what I'm talking about. But <laughs> I knew that. But I said, I say to him, it's IMAX 3D, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, all the text. We get to the theater, right? <laughs> nah, I think I said. I'm 3D. the first. Well, I'm the first one there. I you said, roped him in. I said, oh, I want the first. I, I said, I want the next IMAX 3D Iron Man show. I said 6:15. The guy goes, No, it's 7:15. I said, What? I said, No, no, it's 6:15. He's like, No, 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 it's 7:15. So I immediately sent a text to him. You know, so here we go again. You expletive, expletive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Dave didn't want the 3D. Uh, well, my two kids would take it, but I just think it's a gimmick. Unless Oz. Oz was good in 3D. But, like, if you want to see Titanic in 3D, rent a boat, drill a hole in it, and die. That's okay with me. But you don't need to see Iron Man 3. All right, that positivity is gone. There's none. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, to see Iron Man 3, and I went for the all-day marathon where we saw Iron Man 1, 2, Avengers in 3D, and then Iron Man 3 in 3D. No, That's yeah. way too much for 11 me. and a half hours in the theater. That, you need a life. Well, my son wanted to go, so for your kids, you do it for your kids. You drop that ass off. <laughs> <laughs> you come back and <laughs> I'll be back when Iron Man 3 starts. Text now, me I, when I, Iron Man 3 is about to run. I did something like that back in the 70s with the um, uh, Planet of the Apes movies. Mm-hmm. But the people running it didn't run the films in sequential order. They were like completely out of order. Yeah. I mean, it was like uh, whoever put it together didn't know what the hell they were doing. And, it, and they even ran, they ran this, uh, uh, you know, the group of them together in like different cities. They even, if you go on eBay and stuff, you can find a poster that says like, you know, go ape for Planet of the Apes or something like that. And it's, it's one of the guerrilla soldiers pointing at you, kind of like an Uncle Sam wants you type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, like it was a big, you know, Planet of the Apes marathon, but... They got it wrong. They didn't put it in sequential order. At least they did it that way with the Iron Man thing. But, boy, I mean, talk about the movie. I mean, I was, I'm was i a big Iron Man fan. I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember to having had Iron Man when 
you know, he fought the Mandarin in the comic books, like, you know, the first few times and stuff like that. I mean, I grew up with that, and I was really thrilled to death when I saw that they had announced that um, Mandarin was going to be Iron mm-hmm. Man's arch enemy in this in this one. Like, the, the ones I've wanted to see, I thought... Uh, they did a bad job with the Green Goblin in, in this first Spider-Man movie. Absolutely. I, Made it mechanical. Yeah. Defoe was good. Defoe was good. But the outfit was The outfit good. was awful. Mm-hmm. And some of the characters I've always wanted to see you know, on the screen was the Joker. I thought uh, they did a really different but good job with the Heath Ledger Joker. I also liked the Jack Nicholson Joker. I liked the Jack Nicholson Joker, yeah. too. Um Another one that I just saw pictures of last night, and I'm, I can't tell you how disappointed I am. Um, Mysterio was always one of my favorite Spider-Man uh, villains. He's going to be oh, the Spider-Man villain too. in the next Amazing Spider-Man. Man. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I saw pictures of it last night. And it's like, Jamie Foxx is Mysterio in this. And instead of wearing like the helmet and all that, he's just got... Uh, he's got a, it looks like he's got a robe on that has lights... With a hood on it that covers, you know, most of his face, and there's lights around the edge, the trim of the hood. I mean, so I don't know why they change the look of the villains so much when they go to the movie, when they go to the movie version. Uh, it's just it, well, it's like I mean, it would be like you can't put Wolverine in yellow spandex. Right, but I mean, you, you, know could, you could have done a you Green can, Goblin that looked like the Green Goblin. I, I agree with that. And you could, I mean, how hard is it to put, to put a bowl on a guy's head and make him look like Mysterio? Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Who the hell wants to wear a bowl on their head? Well, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I mean, mean that's what I've had some drunken nights, but I have no freaking bowl on my head. <laughs> well, you should try it sometime. It's, I had, I've had quite a few bowls on my head, and I've enjoyed it each time. I, I also didn't get all the backlash about Ben Kingsley. I actually thought... From what they had of him as Mandarin, he did a really good job. I thought he did a really good job. I was disappointed. On the twist. On the twist of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought the Trevor character was, was basically just as uh, Johnny Depp has channeled uh, Keith Richards for uh, Jack Sparrow, mm-hmm. um, which he openly admits, I thought uh, Ben Kingsley channeled Ringo Starr for Trevor. I mean, it was, it was Trevor was Ringo Starr. You know, on drugs mm-hmm. to, to me, and it was so disappointing to find out what you find out, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But but when, there's been a lot of people that like see, that that like it though. I'm gonna oh, disagree. So, so wait, so are you gonna say you like it? I like it. Okay, and good. I'm not so go ahead to give comic us... reader. So I have you know no clue about original uh-huh. Mandarin and all that goofiness. Uh-huh. But and even Dave said it, and the kids enjoyed it. You know they they thought he was funny. You know when you find out the twist. He says some funny, entertaining things, and for us, I mean, we went opening weekend. The whole theater was laughing, for them all, probably aside from you. Except for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, too, I mean, <laughs> these movies aren't marketed for the purest, and, and that's... I guess. I leaned over my wife. I leaned over my wife, and I said, I feel cheated. I, I, I did. I felt cheated. Dude, I, don't give me the look. I'm why, serious. Why do you feel cheated about Because it? you're... You I, not, I totally agree. That's what I'm saying. You you would go in expecting one thing. And to be honest with you, in the beginning... If they, I went and saw two in the theater, I'd feel cheated because it sucked. It but wasn't... this one... I thought this one was, wasn't as good as two. That's what I thought. What? Totally. Both of you ball kicks now. <laughs> was, Dude, Mickey Rourke was a weak villain, but he still did a good enough job in two. Mickey Rourke... Never mind. Okay. Just edit that part. So, <laughs> I'm not going to, but it doesn't matter. Like, that's your opinion. That's cool. But I think that when you are a purist, like you said, and you read the comics, 
and they're setting it up to show all this, which I mean is is tricky for a comic book movie to to I guess use war or war tactics or terrorism. It's tough when they use that. So you're thinking like, and I'm telling you, when you see Mandarin and and Iron Man, and you see the Mandarin interviews on TV and stuff, I was actually like, man, this. This, I, I was right there. It's man. gonna be it's gonna be epic when these two meet. I was like, wow, they finally got this right. Uh-huh. They picked the right villain. It's 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 the class. It's Batman, Joker. You know, it's Green Goblin, Spider Man. It's Mandarin, Iron Man. They got it right. They picked the right character. Uh, I thought Ben Kingsley looked good. I I, I was kind of hoping for more of a of a muscular, I guess you'd say, Mandarin, more on the order of the comics, but. I, I, you know, I accepted his version. Be like, I, <laughs> he likes his villains muscular. <laughs> I liked. I, I mean, I, but he, I thought he did good. It was it was uh, acceptable. But the pro, I I felt, and, and this is going to sound like I'm exaggerating, but it's a god's honest truth. I felt so bad when I left that movie. I literally came home, and I think I said on Twitter something along the lines of the. The target audience that movie studios are looking for are not me anymore. And then I see a commercial for The Great Gatsby, which I have no desire to see. But, I mean, The Great Gatsby, I would think, is at least uh, geared towards uh, an audience that's not your 16-year-old, you know, weekend audience. And in the in the trailer for The Great Gatsby, they're playing hip-hop music and stuff. And I'm like, wow, I mean, like, they're, they're pandering to this target audience that I'm not part of. And I feel like I'm being ignored almost by, by Hollywood. I mean, where, and I've said it before, you know, like, where are the movies that are thoughtful? That have a and heart. That, and that, that are... What? Yeah. Dude, come on. A movie's, have a heart. Dude, if a movie has a heart f- behind it. Tin Man? No, if a movie has, like, someone had said that... Um, we want The Notebook? No, no, I'm not saying like it has to have like a special heart. It needs to have people that are involved need to really care about the movie, and then it it shines through. But this to me was this to me was transparent. If we put this in the movie and this in the movie, you know, the 16 year old audience will like it. And I mean, it, why bother to include the Mandarin character? If that's what you're going to do to him, right? Just make it somebody else, mm-hmm. and, and let you know, let us have our Mandarin. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I, I don't know how else to say it. I so mean, if that movie's written, and the person's not named the Mandarin, it's named, I don't know, Gomer Pyle. For all I care, do you have a different opinion on the movie? Probably. Yep. So we're that hung up on a name. Were that yeah, hung up? That hung up like, on, it the, would, on the character. It would be the, like uh, and the you, history of the character. If you took Michael Myers in the next movie and you made him a girl and she had pigtails and she didn't kill people, she knitted him sweaters. Yeah. Well, when that was happening with Evil Dead, you guys thought that was a good take because you didn't have to compare it to Bruce Campbell because right? because it, there was not the Ash character in there. But in this case, they used the Mandarin character. They just completely made him something that he Mandarin was never... Mandarin has a long history, dude. Yeah. Long history. I guess. I mean, you, you know, you guys are ancient, so I'm going to ride Welcome with you. to the Monster Mania comic book uh, podcast. Yeah. I just... Uh, watching it from an entertainment standpoint, like Bates Motel, watching it just from 
the entertainment, have fun. Was it enjoyable? Yes. I thought his interaction with the little kid was good. The, you know, the kids thought that was funny. As a parent, you can <clears throat> understand when the kid is just nipping and nipping and nipping at uh, Tony, and you're just like, oh, well, this kid shut up. But tell me, they, they didn't waste, they didn't, they wasted the Hulkbuster outfit. They show it for two seconds. So what? Exactly. And not only that, they have an opportunity for Pepper Potts to be in the outfit, and again, it's wasted. Now, honestly, if she would have died, I would have been okay. That would have made the movie a little better. She was just voted like the most beautiful woman in the world. Why would you want her to die? She can be beautiful and dead. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, beautiful people die all the time. Would you not have been? Would it not have been better if it's better if, if she Tony dies? Stark is in trouble and the Mandarin has him and she's catching and she's seeing it and she throws on a suit and just just no. just for a second takes Mandarin like off his game for one second and that allows Tony Stark to get the upper hand. No, she dies. Tony becomes a raging drunk again. I'm going to tell you right now. That actually happens in the comics. It does happen, but it's not going to happen because it's a Disney movie. They even said, don't expect him to be a drunk. Well, But oddly enough... Don't expect him to be super awesome. He just signed a contract where he's going to play Iron Man in the Avengers 2. Yes. But he hasn't committed to playing Iron Man in any more extensions of the Iron Man movie. So, I mean, like, if Iron Man 4 comes out... It it may not be him. It might be you know it'll be War him. Machine or somebody else. It'll it'll be him now, because they want they they're, he's they're gonna pay him, dude. The, the guy already banked a fortune. Like they're thinking this movie's gonna be one point three billion at the end. The cost the budget was two two hundred two hundred million, and we all I mean, you know even if you double even if you double times a little bit more, that's five hundred. Five hundred million. So they're still going to bank like eight hundred million dollars off of it. I'll take it. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pay him whatever he wants. If they have to pay him two hundred million or, a, or or whatever for a few movie contract, they're gonna do it. I like Don Cheadle, but I find him to be annoying in the movie. Every time I see him, yeah. all I see is Boogie Nights. Uh, who was the, the the dude that played it in the first one? Hustle know? and Flow guy, whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah, I actually liked him. I thought he was better. Yeah, he kind of has more of the fit. For the personality. Yeah. Don Cheadle's a little too hacky for me. Like, so, out of all the Iron Man, do you think Iron Man 1's the best? Yeah, absolutely. Is it better than Avengers? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I, to be honest with you, uh, you know, and I, and I know I'm going against popular opinion, uh, I thought Avengers was okay. I thought Iron Man 1 was good. Uh, I, I, well, what I liked about Iron Man 1, I guess, was... Uh, Actually, the the history of how he became Iron Man in it, I didn't the the end of it so much. Uh, I wasn't all that thrilled about, and uh, two, I didn't really like three. Um, I I liked it up until the twist came, and and, and the twist I, I think annoyed me so much that uh, a lot of it didn't make sense to me. I mean, you know, and I don't want to put spoilers in there, but it, like he did things in it. Uh, that put himself in jeopardy that didn't make any sense to me. He did things at the end of it um, that didn't make sense to me. Did it almost seem like they were, like, you talk about closure for a movie, but to me it seemed like Iron Man was done, like legitimately. The story, the three three movie arc was done, and we're never going to see Iron Man again. Well, I mean, that was how it ended. I mean, not to be... No, that's, I mean, but don't you think, like, that's... It, it, it just seems like... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know... Uh, you know, he's he's not agreed to play Iron Man in four, yeah. if if there is one. Like it, 
you know, maybe what they're going to do is reboot the series. I mean, like, look how quickly oh, they rebooted uh, Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Let's, it, we're already into the second movie of the second reboot of Spider-Man. Isn't that um, a shame? You know, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm afraid that, the, that I'm not... I haven't seen a movie in a theater yet that I've walked out feeling... This year. This year that I've walked out feeling satisfied from. Pacific Rim's going to be the one. I, I hope so. Come on, dude. Pacific Rim's going to be the one. Uh, and, the, and the only thing I rented that I really liked, it's, compl- it's not horror at all, and, and I'm not that big of a... I'm not that huge of a Tarantino fan. Some of the stuff I like, some of it I don't. Uh, I thought Django was awesome. I really yeah. enjoyed watching Django. Uh, I thought the dialogue was good. I thought uh, the acting was good. Uh, it, you At times, you never knew what was going to happen next. And, you know, and... It had. I like a movie that's that's surprises me, and I like a movie that looks like, you know, that the person that wrote it put something into it. Um, I, you know, I don't know the the Flash and the 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 pandering to to you know certain groups of people just doesn't work for me. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. I really felt like I'm not part of the of the target audience for Hollywood anymore. I, I really came away feeling that. You know how you can feel good? You can come out to Monster Mania 25. It's August 16th through the 18th. It's in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And Dave, we have some new guests that we haven't announced uh, on the radio show. They're up on the website if people are interested. Yeah, since the last podcast we've done, we've added, uh, for the Cherry Hill show, we've added Malcolm McDowell, which I'm very happy to see Malcolm again. Modern horror fans will know Malcolm as Dr. Loomis in uh, the two Rob Zombie films, Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Uh, Classic fans will know uh, Malcolm uh, as the character from Clockwork Orange. Alex. Uh, Yep. And one of the films that he's done that I like a lot that I might show uh, would be the Cat People remake that he was in. Okay. Uh, I don't know. That's one of the films that's kind of, um, I think, been forgotten a little bit. In was that more 80, recent that was 80s? Boy, I'd have to look it up. I would say that's probably, and I'm just throwing a guess out there, I'm going to say that's 82. Yeah. You Good know. year. <laughs> or, yeah, or 83. <laughs> um, so I, I think, you know, like I always try to to add a movie in, in you know, the, the film list of uh, the People might not, fans might not have known all that well, so I think I might do that with Cat. That's people. a good one. Uh, we have the trio of lead characters from Being Human. We have Sam Whitmer, where he's recently been nominated for his voice work for The Clone Wars. Uh, he plays uh, Darth Maul's character in that. Darth Maul, baby! Doug Jr. will like that. Um, yes, he will. <laughs> Also, we've added Megan Rath, who plays the ghost character in Being Human. And we've just added Sam Huntington. Uh, Sam is the werewolf character in um, Being Human. He's also He was in Fanboys, and he's also in Detroit Rock City. I love Fanboys. Fanboys is a great one. I like Detroit Rock City. I like Fanboys, too, and I also like Detroit Rock City. Um, so, I mean, it would be... Uh, it, he's the kind of... And he's a, he plays great characters in all three you know, of those... Uh, title so I, I think it's he's going to be one of those guys that's going to draw from like different fan base you know he's going to have the fanboys 
fans, and he's going to have the Being Human fans, and he's going to have the Detroit Rock City fans. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to meeting Detroit Rock City is a classic. Yep. Classic, baby. Also from True Blood, we have Jessica Clark. Uh, she plays the character uh, that was introduced last season that will carry over into this season. Uh, she plays Lilith, which was the original vampire. Uh, and she has kind of a... She, each year, I guess, uh, each season, uh, True Blood kind of like focuses on one villain, I guess. Uh, she was the villain at the end of uh, last season that she's going to carry over into the, the upcoming, I think it's the ninth season already for them. Uh, also, which people that are not on the website, a person not on the website, I uh, just confirmed today that we do have Carrie Fisher coming back. Um, what? Yeah. We... Oh, 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 oh. You didn't know that one, did you? Big day, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the best news, I think, is that she's going to do all three days. Wow. Uh, before, we only had her listed for two days. She's only going to do, well, she's going to do... Uh, I believe it's 5 to 10 or 6 to 10 on Friday. She's going to do 11 to 6 on Saturday, and she's going to do two hours on Sunday. Um, but that's going to give everybody a chance, you know, for all three days to meet her. Um, and that's a really can I, that's a really good sign because a lot of people were disappointed when, you know, uh, she, she couldn't attend the last show. And a lot of people were asking, when are you going to bring her back? Can you bring her back? So that's awesome. Yeah. That's and, awesome. Little Doug's going to be happy. You know, well, he'll find out when I tell him when I get home, but. Yeah, I know he was disappointed, but you know he kind of understands the world a little bit. He's not old enough to get it all, but so he'll be happy about it. I know, um, like you said, a lot of fans were upset, but it was reality, and everybody knew what was going on. So I think that again made it a little easier on us to announce it. It wasn't like a surprise. We never had her kind of thing, as people sometimes assume. Yeah. So now you know you were able to get her again coming back. I think it's a good move. I think a lot of people are going to be happy. Well, that's one of the things. I mean, you know, we've gone through this, you know, before with Clive Barker and, and then with her uh, for the most recent show. I mean, you know, when a headliner cancels, man, it's I, I, it's it's the worst thing that can happen to, to a promoter, I think. Um, you just know that when you get that email or you get that phone call or you get that text, whatever it might be, um, you just know that it's 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 going to be an announcement that you're going to have to dread to make. You're going to disappoint a lot of people. Some people are going to understand. Some people are not going to understand. Um, some people are going to accuse you of being deceitful and all these type of things. I mean, I, I would hope that after 10 years of doing this, and th although it's Monster Mania 25, it's technically the 26th show we've done because we did the Connecticut one. Um, I mean, it's it's the worst thing to have to go on and do that and fortunately by doing so many shows I, th I hope we have built a reputation and a, and a rapport with the fans that they know that when we put a name up there that you know it's legitimate you know they've legitimately agreed to attend and you know circumstances cause cancellations that you just can't control and you do let people know as soon as possible yeah you do yeah I mean, oh, absolutely I can tell you like you know firsthand that you do as soon as something happens you let people know. You don't hold on to it. There's no, I mean... But there's no point in hiding it. There's not. Because it's only going to make matters worse. Absolutely. So you might as well just come to the car Own up to it. And deal with it. Yep. And it's it's just like anything else. I mean, you know, you've got to be honest. You know, if you're going to... If, no, In no business that you can ever be in can you be deceitful and, and sustain 
your business for any length of time. I mean, you might have these carpetbaggers and stuff that might come in, do a couple shows or whatever it is that the business might run. You know, you might fool people in the short run, but you're not going to have longevity. And if you're in something to build a reputation and to, and to you know, to, to build your business or to build whatever it is. I mean, this is a business for me and it's not, you know what I mean? It, I still, you know, I, I go to work every day, you know what I mean? This is, it, it's a fan thing and a business at the same time. It's, but there's a whole lot of heart put into this and, and I would never want to go into this with, with the idea of that, you know, I'm going to do three shows, rip as many people off as I can, make as much money as I can and then I'm out the door and never, you know, hope to be in the business again. I mean, it's just not the way to do things, not the way I would want to do things. The cancellations happen. They happen to everybody. Yeah. It's not, I mean, you know, like I said, you're honest and I think it's a good thing that you're doing by bringing her back. I think that's, uh, that's a great thing because the response when you originally announced her was huge. You're right. And everyone understood, and now you're back, and uh, I, I can't wait to have her. I mean, it's still keeping the 10th year anniversary a great anniversary year. You know, a lot, it started out with March, and now it's just going into the next show, and then I'm sure September will have some kicks and twists to it, and it's just going to be a great 10th year. You know, I know the kids are excited, and Doug's already got the calendar circled uh, for August show. So now it's just going to be even, you know, that much more special. To well, them. what I like about this, personally, I mean, the fact that we are bringing her back from a cancellation. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people wanted to see her. I know uh, it was disappointing when she canceled. You know, here we are. Um, you know, Nine, it, it's days. literally the next show, and we're able to bring, bring her in and, yeah. and make the people that were disappointed happy, hopefully. Um, and what's even a little bit better with this is, you know, we do have Sam Huntington on board from Fanboys. Right, she was she in. Was in. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, we'll definitely be showing Fanboys, you know, over the weekend. Um, so it, it. And we just had Lando in. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> in. <laughs> He'll never be Billy D. He's always going to be Lando. Lando. So, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I'm really happy she's doing all three days. So, you know, like I said, Sunday's only going to be for a couple hours, but. You know she's still doing it, and you know if you want to if you want to meet her, I mean this is a chance. You know what I mean? Like uh, I, I get a I get emails so often to please bring back this person or please bring back this person or that person because I didn't get them when I was there, and it's like you know get them while while they're there. You know what I mean? That if you miss them, you might not get that chance again. There, there's people that that might not want to. Do shows again, you know, or there's people that you know things could happen. I mean, you never know. And every opportunity you have to get somebody's autograph that you want, I highly recommend that you get it. When I you do. Can. I hear you. How many times do you get approached about a guest and they were just at the last? Oh, uh, dude, I got an email yesterday with six names. Five of the names were just at the March show, and I said, "Where were you in March?" Yeah, you know, like. Oh, I couldn't make that one. Well, I can't bring a guest back in March, you know, because you missed them. Well, if you're taking orders, let me, let me yeah. give you my list. So, um, so I'm really happy to announce that. Also, for um, the September show, we have added uh, the September show in Hunt, Hunt Valley. Um, we've added George P. Wilbur, who was Michael Myers in Halloween 4 and 6. Uh, Danielle Harris is giving up the convention circuit for... Uh, the foreseeable future. She doesn't know for how long. 
Uh, so that she's doing a few more shows this year, and that's going to be it from what she said. She said I creeped her out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame her. You creep me out, and I'm only sitting next to you. So we're going to kind of have like a bit of a Halloween 4 reunion. She's going to be doing the September show. Uh, you know, along with George, so you know it's a, a bit of a reunion, a mini reunion of the two people. And she is always a draw, uh, she, and, and the nicest such, person. Yeah. Oh, dude, she's awesome. such a great person. Okay, so don't forget that's August 16th through the 18th. It's at the Crown Plaza Hotel, as always, in beautiful Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Are tickets available yet? Oh yeah, tickets available online. Vendor tables are now available online. Okay, so let's let me can I can I just tell vendors right now? Now is the time. Absolutely. Do not message you. Two weeks before the con and say, hey, I want a table. Hey, I want my normal spot. It's not going to happen. Right. they got to get in now. Right. Now's the time. But we have already. I mean, Doug takes care of the vendors. Um, Only the cute girls, though. <laughs> Doug's wife is listening. Um, a lot of the vendors have re-upped from March. March was like a huge show for us. Sunday was a busy day with re-ups. Yes. And, uh, and a lot of people have already re-upped. We... we we let the vendors that were at the previous show, we let them, we send them a website that they can uh, buy their tables from before we put them out to the general public. Uh, a lot did that, and then we put them out to the general public, and now people are signing up. So Now's uh, the time, people. Now is definitely the time sleep. to get your to get Because, your to be honest with you, you're going to announce more names, and it's just going to steamroll and become bigger and bigger and bigger. And by the time that it gets up, we're there. It's too late to get tables. Yeah. Last year, you guys were getting hit with table requests the last minute. Oh, uh, it's always. Even at the yeah. show, someone came up and was like, "Hey, can I get a table?" You were like, "What are you crazy?" Yeah. It's it's insane. You know, it's pure craziness. Well, so the, yeah, the thing is, like, the Monday after the show, I was getting emails. Hey, I was just there. Uh, I got some great product. I think it would sell really good. Can I buy a table? I was online, and you don't have tables up yet. And I just replied back. You know, uh, basically, we're just coming down from the show. Website won't be up for general purchase, you know, for the end of March. Uh, like my dad said, you know, we should keep it strictly for vendors to re-up for, like, the remainder of March. And then beginning of April, they go on sale, general public again. Um, but that Monday morning, I'm not even going to say afternoon, is that morning. Oh, you know, I have a leather shop or I want to do zombie makeup. Can I buy a table? And it was like. Can, you can know, I tell we you something? Detox for at least. Can I tell you something hours. that originally, you know, when Monster Mania started, the vendors, you, you kind of was T-shirts, DVDs, and stuff like that. As time has gone on, you can find anything. Uh, I'll tell anything. you, I'm really, I really enjoy walking the vendors' room. I mean, I, I always see something that I didn't know existed. Uh, and we've got, you know, now we've got some vendors that are coming back and, you know, that do some very original things. Absolutely. Um, there's one guy that does, like, these light boxes, uh, three-dimensional uh, caricatures type uh -huh. of thing. And there it, was it, even lunch boxes. Somebody yeah. was making lunch boxes. I mean, they have those cardboard or, or the phone. phone. Cut out, yeah. Oh, I love those things. It's I, a I had a guy email me. He wanted to sell uh, chicken wings. Like legit chicken wings? <laughs> like, he has a hot sauce company. He wanted to sell chicken wings and hot sauce. As much as I love chicken wings and hot sauce, we have an agreement with the hotel where we can't let vendors with outside food. But I'm like, how, how does that even bridge in? But Big I'll Dave's take chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. They don't like chicken. What? Oh. Went to a chicken farm as a kid. Oh, and it ruined it for you? Oh, yeah. Anti-chicken right there. Well, hey, don't go anywhere. We are going to uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. 
petition here signed by 743 people against Norman Bates' release. Madam, please sit down. This matter is being represented by the district attorney. Norman was not convicted of murder. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Don't you realize they're going to release a homicidal well, maniac? I'm asking you to sit down, Mrs. Loomis. It's all too obvious. Our courts protect the criminals, not their victims. Norman Bates is judged, restored to sanity, and is ordered released forthwith. It's 22 years later, and Norman Bates is coming home. I own a motel not too far from here, and you'd be welcome to spend the night in one of the empty rooms if you'd like. Good night, Mary. And he's back in business. Who is this? My mother is dead. I'm telling you, there was a note on that wheel from my dead mother. Norman, it couldn't be your mother. It had to be someone else. But trust her. She would never do anything to hurt me. No. She'll kill you. I know she will. No, I... I won't do that. You can't make me... kill her. 22 years later, Norman Bates is home. Psycho 2. It's starting again. Jenkins, age 19, brutally attacked March 3rd, 1946. Howard W. Turner, 29. Emma Lou Cook, 17. Bodies discovered in a wooded area on March 24th. Roy Allen, 17. Peggy Loomis, 15. Both found dead April 14th in Spring Lake Park. Floyd Reed, age 34. Murdered in his home on May 3rd. Mrs. Reed shot twice, but survived. This man's identity is unknown. He was believed to be between 30 and 40 years old. He wore a white hood and was known only as the Phantom Killer. World War II had just ended. In Texarkana, Arkansas, boys had come home to their families. Husbands reunited with their wives. It was a happy, peaceful time. Until the Phantom Killer struck. For four months, he held an entire city in the icy grip of terror. Now, Charles B. Pierce brings this incredible, shocking, and true story to the screen in The Town That Dreaded Sundown, starring Academy Award winner Ben Johnson as Captain J.D. Morales of the Texas Rangers. We got a cold-blooded killer here, a man who nobody sees, a phantom who... So far, hasn't made any mistakes. Andrew Prine as Deputy Norman Ramsey of the Texarkana Sheriff's Department. The only thing we really do know is that we've got a very strange person on our hands.
the dreaded sundown. A true story. Hi, this is Dave Hagen, promoter of Monster Mania Con, with my son Doug Hagen and Rob Dimension. Welcome back to Monster Mania Radio. Um, next up, what we would like to go over a little bit is we just announced that Carrie Fisher will be attending the show. So we're going to have two VIP packages for her. Uh, one will include the professional photo op, and we're going to do a cheaper one that will be just the autograph and meeting her and the usual other VIP perks, the party and the reserve uh, seating and everything for the uh, other events. Uh, but that way that will um, give fans the opportunity to get her autograph that don't want it to go through the whole photo op thing. Um, so we'll have those options available for her shortly online. Uh, I just wanted to make it as accessible to everybody as I could. So looking forward to seeing her again. All right, so let's talk a little bit. Now, we've had three weeks of horror news without us chiming in. So uh, Yeah, and how, how did they how, how, did they, how, how could they have horror they news must have think, They must have thought that the horror world, like, ceased. Well, for three weeks. <laughs> you're, really, you're really grabbing a stroll on this one. So let's talk about horror news. Well, the most recent thing I think that happened um, was the death of Ray Harryhausen. Um, Ray was the guy that was instrumental in creating the stop motion. Uh, you know, people would know him from Jason and the Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts, the, the whole skeleton thing. Man, when I was a kid, like that was one of my favorite scenes in movies. Um, it still is amazing. Yeah, like in all honesty, you can actually see it in uh, what's it, Evil Dead Two? Yeah, yeah, where they it, you can kind of see that same stop motion. Yeah, I mean, it's you know he's been you know synonymous with that whole style of filmmaking. You know, he, he was one of the inventors of it. He worked on uh, Mighty Joe Young. Um, you know, and most recently, like you and Dave would know him from, uh, he was the guy that, that did the stop motion for uh, Clash of the Titans. You know, the original movie. version. Burgess um, Meredith. Anything with Burgess Meredith, instant hit. So that was I, a great movie. I mean, for me, it was like, I, I had grown up with Ray Harryhausen, and, and when Clash of the Titans came out, I was really excited because I got to involve you and Dave you know, to take you to a movie to see what I was seeing as a kid. You know, uh, you know stuff like The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad with Carolyn Monroe in it, who went on to do Hammer films, uh, or who did Hammer films, I guess, before that. Um, you know, it was it, he was iconic to, to the genre, and it, I mean, it's it's a huge uh, loss. You know, his passing. So uh, that was that happened just this week. Um, also, something that came out while we were in hiatus, uh, American International Pictures, AIP, uh, it's, they're having creature features that are being remade. Select titles from AIP, uh, from the library of AIP, are going to be remade, um, such as my, one of my, probably my favorite AIP movie was The She-Creature. I thought that was, like, one of the best costumes I've ever seen, um, if I remember correctly, that was one of the covers we had painted for uh, our Monster Mania program, you know, covers for one of the earlier shows that we had. Uh, other AIP movies uh, that are going to be remade uh, are The Brain Eaters, um, War of the Colossal Beast, uh, The Day the World Ended, and another one called The Undead. Uh, a lot of these, if you would look these up, if the posters for these movies 
would be you'd remember seeing him as a kid. The undead was was like the skeleton uh, with him pulling open like a, a a robe or a shirt or whatever, and there was a girl upside down in the tank. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look up the the titles of these and you look up the old posters, a lot of people remember that you know seeing these before. Um, also, some of these titles were remade uh, by Stan Winston uh, by it, for Cinemax and HBO a few years ago, uh, but now they're going to be remade again. Uh, and one of the people involved in it is actually um, Lou Arkoff, who is the son of AIP's most famous producer, Sam Arkoff. So it's, they're kind of keeping it in the family line. Uh, I'm really excited to see what they do. I'm really looking forward to see the she, the she creature. That was one of the films that uh, Mystery Science Fiction Theater mm-hmm. uh, spoofed. It kind of annoyed me that they picked it to, to do that, but um, <laughs> their, their spoof of it was really good, and, and at least it, it exposed it to people that might not have seen it before. So. I mean, that, that is the, the benefit of that. Is Absolutely. When they spoof it, you get you know, people that want to check it out. Also, Netflix, which we can get into in a bit, um, had dropped a lot of titles for various reasons that we can explain, but... Um, some of the things that they're looking at doing, besides their original program called Hemlock Grove, uh, they're looking at doing the Ron Howard version adaptation of Stephen King's The Dark Tower, mm-hmm. uh, which that could be really interesting. And um, they've also discussed uh, the possibility of doing more Buffy the Vampire Slayer stuff. Mm-hmm. So... You know, you and I had 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 a conversation the other day saying... A long conversation. Yeah, with these titles that they're dropping, what are they going to do to retain viewers and, and subscribers? Uh, you know, this might be a way. Honestly, I would like to see a Dark Tower series done well. Uh, I don't know if Netflix is the people I want to see do it. Mm. But well, I mean, you know, it, it came out that Netflix was going to lose almost 1,800 titles... And it was going to be based, um, you know, last, oh, I guess it was last year, they had a, the Stars Agreement expired and they lost a ton of titles on that. And, um, you know, what's happening now is the studios are taking back their titles for their own streaming networks. So we had talked about yesterday was, you know, what's going to happen? Are these, are we going to, is Netflix's inventory going to deplete when these people start to, you know, utilize their own uh, franchises or their own shows, their own movies, you know, what's going to happen to Netflix. And Netflix, you know, has been working hard to create their own original content. They have um, Hemlock Grove, which was the Eli Roth show. They had House of Cards. They had um, Arrested see, me, Development. Me personally, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see that saving Netflix. I mean, I really don't. Oh, I don't either. You know, it's, I, I think... I think we're moving closer and closer and closer to the point that movies are going to be released simultaneously in theaters and, you know, for for download, instant download. I I just Mm think, (coughs) I'll bet you within the next 10 years, that's where we're going to be. Doug, let me ask you a question. (coughs) Would you buy, like, an HBO or a Netflix service um, for 10 bucks a month? For just one show. No way. See, that show better be pretty damn good. See, that's that's what I'm saying, like, and that's what you agree as right. well. That I, I don't I mean, they're using like first of all, Netflix is, has the opportunity to, to design the best show possible. 
they're using a data grabber that's grabbing all the data from people when they watch something, when they stop watching it, when they you know look at the everything, the time, the amount of time that they're watching, the titles, how many times they're watching it, and they're gathering all this stuff so they can create this funnel that creates the perfect show. So they have 25 million people that are feeding them this info that's going to a point, and that's from what they had said, why they, you know, Hemlock Grove is the way it is. They gave them $3 million per budget. And, you know, reports have been hit or miss with people. I mean, you're not going to I mean, for everybody. me, like, that's, that's Netflix trying to reinvent itself. It's uh-huh. becoming an HBO or a Cinemax. I mean, it, it's Netflix was was founded with the intention of replacing the Cable. blockbuster video yeah. store or the mom and pop video store which you know it's all it, you know it, it it reminds you of the you know the cartoon when you see the small fish getting eaten by a fish that's slightly bigger and then the next one is slightly bigger and it, you know until it goes all the way back to the well eating you know the the next smallest fish um, the mom and pop stores got eaten up by the blockbusters and the Suncoast videos and the Hollywood videos mm-hmm. and all those type of chains. And then, you know, Netflix came in and put a serious hurt on Blockbuster and Kill Blockbuster them. tried to do their own service. And, I mean, they're still alive as, I guess, uh, you know, an instant download type of service. And they still have, uh, like Netflix does, that, you know, they you still can have get some stores films from them. And open it, in the South, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, it's... it's, it's Far cry from what it was. It's oh, so yeah. minimal. I mean, yeah. they're essentially done. Absolutely. You know, and they've been destroyed by, you know, the Netflix. And now what's going to happen is the individual movie studios are going to say, well, why are we letting Netflix get the money? Why don't we get the money? And right. they're going to each, all of them are going to have their own service. And it's probably going to be filtered maybe through, you know, like one particular website or whatever. But the money will go to, you know, the, the Warner Brothers film will rental money will go to Warner Brothers and right. they're going to cut out that whole middleman. So are, are we going to, you know, like I pay eight for Netflix, I pay eight for Hulu Plus. How, I mean, looking at this, I'm not going to keep spreading out eight dollars, another eight, another eight. Well, another it's, eight. I, I think it's going to move to an individual rental price per movie. You know, like it's, you, you're not going to, I think the subscription service thing is going to go away. Uh, and I think what's going to happen is, you know, if you want to see, you know, a Warner Brothers movie, you'll you'll rent the Warner Brothers movie, and Warner Brothers will get it. If you want to see, you know, United Artists movie or whatever it might be, um, each one of those individual studios are going to get it. I don't think you're going to be paying a subscription service so much. I think you're going to be paying per movie directly to the movie company. Right, strictly pay-per-view kind of thing. Yeah. Do you think that's really the best way to go about it? Because when you pay $8 and you have... 4,000 or 10,000 titles, whatever Netflix has, at your fingertips. Is that not better to just pay that fee and just watch what you want to watch? Oh, I think it is. But I, I think... But greed is going to... Greed is already. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if that's truly the reason, and the movie, and Warner Brothers said that that's not the reason, uh, but if, you know, if that really is the reason why Netflix isn't carrying those titles... If it's because the movie studios want to rent them to you directly themselves, then it's already set in motion. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, you know, Netflix is scurrying to try to reinvent itself that you're going to watch their own programming instead of, you know, a movie that 
was put out by someone else. Because Redbox is trying it too. Redbox has the the DVD rental, but they also have a streaming service that's in like a beta format right now, where you can. If I think if anyone goes to like Redbox Beta or something like that, I don't remember the website. I think I gave it on an earlier show. You can actually sign up for it, and I think right now it's free or it's just a couple of bucks to sign up for, and you get unlimited streaming and like three rentals a month for it's like the same thing, like eight or ten bucks, and. You know, I mean, I agree that if I had a studio, I'm not going to keep letting the the right. money go out there. Why I'm would keep you? It myself, right? It's crazy. It's. I mean, crazy I, to do I get it. You know, but um, technology is always advancing. But the the best the thing I would like to down. see come out of this, but I know it's not going to happen, is I would like to see one of two things. I would like to either see, and and, and it, to to an extent, it would mean the death of the movie theaters. Which I don't want to see, but I would like to be able to rent the movie on and watch it, download it instantly to my television, instead of going to the theater at times and seeing and sitting there with people that are going to be, mm-hmm. you know, obnoxious and this, that, and the other thing, you know. As soon as the kid sat behind us at Iron Man, I, I turned to him and said, "We're in trouble. <laughs> We're going to have trouble." And then, dude, it was Dave was later, so Dave showed up and he he comes and my nephew sits next to me and then Dave sits next to him. And uh, I turn to Dave and go, how long until Dad explodes? And Dave's like, what do you mean? And then three seconds later, the kids are making some ridiculous joke or this, that, and the other. And Dave turns to me and goes, couple minutes max. Oh, really? I didn't even know this. Yeah. Yeah, wow. you were down. You got to have your aisle seat. We were. We yeah, were you, were, you were down the other seat. We had the kids the between whole, us. Have the whole movie going. So did you end up saying No, they, they, they so calmed down. The, they the calmed movie, down honestly, movie. the movie was loud enough that it drowned them out. For the most part. They were annoying at the credits again. Yeah. But they, they kept it under control for the movie. Lucky for that. But I... <laughs> and the thing was... I, I mean, like, when we picked our seats, uh, I mean, there was there was plenty... There, it, it wasn't like wall-to-wall people. And I see, I don't know, was it six kids or something came in? Damn, if they don't sit in the aisle directly behind us. And I mean, not only the aisle behind us, but behind us. And I turned to him, and I'm like, we're going to have trouble. <laughs> See, we're, we're telling everyone our pet peeves up here. I don't, want anyone, I don't want another dude sitting right next to me or behind me, and I don't like crowds. You don't want any kids behind you. Right. We're exposing everything. So this is why it needs to be streamed to the well, house. I, I, I don't mind kids sitting behind me, but I, I, I go to the movies, and I pay, you know, what is it, 14 or $17? Yeah, and I want to see it in IMAX. Spelled I M A X. The next time someone here decides to order his tickets, um, or to pick what time or what theater we're going to go to, um, I mean, like I'm putting out big bucks for this, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's. I want to see it the way I want to see it undisturbed. Uh, I want to. I want to see the movie, man. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to. <laughs> leave that in. Leave it. I will. I'll leave it. Uh, you know, th- at one point, did you see they took popcorn and they threw it at the guy like a couple rows up from us? That's when I said we're going to have trouble. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw hey, do you have uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D news on the, on your your list for news? No. All right, uh, I want to. I know where you're going to go. So they release it. Or they're going to? No, it's out. Oh, it's out. It's out. They release it, and uh, they don't give you the uncut version. They make you digitally download that. Why is that? I, I don't have a clue. If, if, I mean, I buy the DVD You talk for... about shooting yourself in the foot. 
Like what are the, what now if you're trying to to let's say reimagine the wheel or reinvent the wheel is that really the way that you go reimagine the wheel <laughs> whatever what the hell's going to go to? <laughs> that's reimagine well reimagine is a movie so Re- remake we're reimagining netflix yeah, and if we're you, going to create our own television it, but show. Are, would you is that what you would do like dude no how crazy I, is that I, everything about texas chainsaw 3d from the poster of when he had his uh Pants up, there was nipples. Red shirt. From the red, <laughs> I, every, everything about yeah, everything about Texas Chainsaw 3D. What they you could draw a line down in the middle of a sheet of paper, and one you could put what they did as the title, and at the, on the other side you could put what Dave would do, and it would they, it would be totally opposite through the whole thing, including that releasing I mean, it that way. I don't even like the film, but I realized that there's people that are going to want to see it. And the people that really buy the Blu-rays and all that kind of stuff, we're paying the extra money for the Blu-rays because we want the behind-the-scenes stuff. We want the three different endings. We want everything we they want, have. Yeah, we want the works, man. We want uncut. We want this, that, and the other thing. You know why they're doing it? I'll tell you why they're doing it. Because they're going to come out with the uncut version the six ult- months the from now. The ultimate set. Yep. You know what? You're going to be proud of me. Not buying it. Is it is it Lionsgate? Wow. Not buying it. I'm not going to give I'm it. Not, I don't know. I don't even know the movie. answer to this. Is it Lionsgate? It might be. I'll I think be, it was. If it is, they're doing what they did with the Saw movies. You remember when they come out with the Saw? First, they come out with the Saw movie in the theater, and it would be I forget. There were two release dates: was Valentine's weekend and like around Halloween. So if the movie came out in, around Halloween in October. Then the DVD would come out in around Valentine's Day, and then what they would do is after they released the DVD and you bought that, then they'd come out with the uncut version of the DVD with you know all the extra stuff, so that if you really like Saw Number Two and you saw it in the movies and then you bought the DVD, well now they got the uncut version, so you got to buy that too. That's what they're going to do. I'll bet you that's what they're going to do. I bet you it was Twisted Pictures that it came out through. Because that was uh, that's the form that's the the offshoot of Lionsgate Twisted Picture, uh, right? uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't understand. I'm not I'm not giving it another chance. I'm not buying it. Dave ruined it. I'm, I would I'm, give it a. Ch- I'm I would give so it- glad you learned not to put your hand on the hot stove. I, I'm done. You're an idiot. I'm done, <laughs> dude. Come on, this is like. I'm amazed that I you wanted to buy it after you two cried about it. Because I wanted to give it another chance. Maybe I missed something. Maybe because if a lot of people like it, you missed what. I don't know. The boat? The bus? I don't know. There was nothing in that that I missed that I would want to catch. <laughs> I, I just saw, so I was like, oh, when it comes out, I'll, you know, I'll probably grab it. And then they say, oh, well, you can only digitally download the uncut version. I was like, I'm not going to digitally download anything. That's going to ruin my data plan. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Another dollar fifty, Unacceptable. Oh, too much, dude. Come on. Well, what I was going to say is that... The second option is with Net- with Netflix and, and these movie companies doing it, you know, renting from them directly and, and trying to bypass Netflix. It would be great if it started the rebirth of the mom and pop video stores again. You know, someone brought that up to me not too long ago and said that they think that's the direction that it's going to go. I don't know. I, I mean... I don't know if that's going to be the case unless remember what really made mom and pop video stores as popular as they were was the fact that when VHSs came out, they were a hundred bucks. You couldn't buy them. Right. So everyone had to rent them. 
as time went on and, and the VHS prices came down to then 20 bucks, that's when you saw the term where people were like, well, I'll spend 20 bucks. And then they lowered even more. DVDs came out. And now you can buy DVDs when they come out for 12 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, a rental fee is like 3 or $4 at a video store. So, if, I mean, if you have a family and you weren't going to the movies, you buy a DVD, that's your... Well, it was movie night. Well, yeah. you remember how many times did, did I take you guys to the either the Blockbuster or Sunco's Video or the Mom and Pop store in, in Juniata in Philly? I would, oh, love, I, mean, I would was, love to see that. It was all the time. I just think nowadays everything's digital. I mean, honestly, I don't go to the store to shop. I do half my shopping online, sporting goods, this, that, and the other. I may go to the store and check it out. But honestly, like for my sons, they play baseball, competitive baseball. I'm not going to spend $300 on a bat. I'll go on eBay or go to BaseballSavings.com or whatever, and I'm getting a bat for 140 bucks. That if I go to Dick's Sporting Goods, I'm spending 130 or I'm spending 300 I mean, plus sales tax, plus this, plus that. Why bother? Well, they're going to take the sales tax. They're going to... The internet's going to the internet's going to get sales taxed. Yeah. That's already yeah, but work. I'm fine. Tax me on 140 over. But I, I mean, I, I would love to see the return of the mom and pop video store. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was it was fun when we were kids. You know, we would rent the WrestleManias, or we would rent you know Commando or Predator, and you know, and, and, and Dave for me, would get and, different stuff. And I thought it it exposed me to a lot of movies I that I had never thing. heard about, never seen before, and it was like. Well, let's go see what's out. You know what I mean? And I, I, there wasn't the internet back then. You know, I mean, I mean, we're going back so to when ton, you guys you took were a ton kids. of risks. Took a ton of risks, but I discovered a lot of films that I really enjoyed. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I just miss that. You know what I mean? And I think it might even be good for for movies, like, you know, for uh, film movie companies. I mean, it would maybe expose more people. To, to stuff that they wouldn't watch. I, I don't know. So, if, so if, I don't know if Netflix does that. I mean, even even by I mean, like you can go and search titles and stuff, but there was just something about seeing the VHS box, you know, on the wall with the little uh, you know strip of elastic holding the boxes up on the wall. I mean, it was it was fun to pick it up and look at it. Oh, what's this? And Cemetery Man was one that immediately comes to mind. Mausoleum. I could go on and on. You know, I pick, I had I didn't know what these movies were. I picked them up. I, I stumbled onto the Evil Dead that way. Yeah, a lot of people did. Yeah, if so, if a lot if, of people got a lot of people rented <laughs> Evil Dead strictly because Stephen King said, uh, so, I forget what the exact quote was, but it was on the box something like "This is the future of horror" or "This is the scariest movie I've seen in a long time." And the time, cover art, something the cover like art that. was was you know the the girl reaching out. Yeah, of the oh yeah, coming out of the ground. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so if if Dave was going to start his own mom and pop. To try and bring it back, what would your dude? What, I've considered what would, it. What would your game plan be for that? Like, well, you know, would you? You can't carry VHSs because it's you know. Even I wouldn't though, want to carry VHSs, even though it's a niche business. You can't. What would you try? Would you try and steer it to one genre, or would you try? And, it's impossible to carry. Well, it me personally, I, we have, and I'm still. I drove by it today. Uh, I'm still. We we tried to do a Monster Mania store a few years ago. I had the store picked out. I loved the location. It was right around the corner from here, uh, from my house. Um, we had advertised we were going to do it. I I got the price that I wanted. Then I, I got the lease. And in the lease, when I went to the to look at the building, 
The one scary thing about the the location was we went into the basement and he showed me what storage part of the basement I was allotted. The heater looked like it was the original heater that was built into this building probably a hundred years ago. So I get the lease and on page like 14 of a 17 page lease, it says that I, as the leasee of the property, even though someone was living on the second floor, I would be responsible for replacing the heater if it broke. Like the guy was a shyster. He put it in there and he buried it in the contract, hoping I wouldn't see it and I'd sign it. And then if the heater went, I'd be responsible for putting a heater in a place that I'm renting. You know, so that that all went to hell. But we're looking at a place not too far from there. And I'm telling you, man, like one day I wake up and I'm going to do it. And the next day I wake up and I'm like, wow, you know, I, I, too much, too much of a risk to do it. Um, but if I were to get this place, one of the things I would do is I would have a rental wall. And I mean, whether it's my own personal collection, which it probably wouldn't be because some of the stuff I'd be afraid to to lose and not be able to get back again. But I would really pick, I, it would be all horror movies. And I, we'd even do probably a movie night in the store, you know, if I could, long, you know, fit it. Where I would, I would we would... Make it, you know, uh, Friday the 13th, we'd show a Friday the 13th movie. Uh, Valentine's Day, we showed My Bloody Valentine, the first one or the remake, or whatever it would be. You know, and, and I got enough glasses now. I have a 3D TV. I mean, maybe we'd do 3D night or something, you know? IMAX. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing. Well, one good thing about Iron Man is we all went and the, the uh, glasses accidentally fell into my pocket again. Yeah, on I, the happen, way out. I happen to stumble across them. So <laughs> yeah, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I would do. I, I don't, you know, of course, my customer would be a very, you know, target, very It'd be limited. Crowd. Oh, yeah, it'd be the Monster Mania crowd, but a very limited, you know, target audience. But that's, So do you think... That's the people do I... Do you think that it could, that a rental, not just rental, but do you think it could work? I do. I do. I, I know other people disagree with me. What do you think? You I probably wish disagree it could with me. because I remember it as a kid and it was a fond memory. We, you know, we always had a good time, me, you, and Dave going to the store and, and picking out movies. We each got to pick one. I picked one that was more of an action. Dave would pick one that was, you know, more of a horror or a different comic book kind of movie. Uh, you know, but we all watched them together and, and it was it was fun. It was a bonding experience that I can't get back and you know, and I enjoyed it. But Sadly, I just think it's long gone. I mean, if you're buying a movie that comes with a digital download nowadays, that's the way it's going to go. Now, I have the Netflix streaming and I have the DVDs, and namely I have it for the kids. I mean, you know, kids, they'll watch the same movie over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. I mean, Doug knows every word to Toy Story because, you know, he grew up and Buzz was his guy and all that kind of stuff. Um, But see, the problem with Netflix streaming is what you can stream is not the most recent DVD or Blu-ray. Sometimes they are, but most times Very rarely. No, it's, it's, it, that's what I'm saying. It's good for me, for the kids, if it's a rainy day or it's this, that, and the other, and, and you know, Nickelodeon or Disney has the same garbage show on, they'll put on Netflix and they'll stumble across something that maybe they haven't watched in a while, or, you know, they have a whole kids section, which, I, you know, you're not going to go into They do that. have right. Netflix kids. Netflix right. kids, yeah. right. I go into the adults, I scan around, Rarely do I find something I want to watch. Um, 
And it'll just be on a whim. Like, oh, I, you know, I'll tell you, Austin dude. Powers was on. Oh, let me check out Austin Powers. And I'll flip through. Can't even get it on right. streaming. Exactly. I got to put in for a DVD to get it. By the time it comes in, I don't want to watch it anymore. Right. So I ship it right back. So, but what you're saying, though, is then if you had the drive to go get it, there's a, there's a chance you would drive yeah, to go get what, it. Yeah, but you got to have a movie store as big as a factory. I don't know if that's necessarily Well, see, I mean, in the case where we did the Monster Mania thing, see, you're... Uh, honestly, by saying that, you're really supporting what I'm saying. I would be, as a Monster Mania store, and it wouldn't be the whole store would be movie rental. I mean, it would be a wall. It'd be, a, you know, it'd be the shortest wall, you know, of the four walls in the building. But it would be a wall of horror movies that, you know, what I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out of Dave's store. I'm going to get out of Monster Mania. I'm going to go see what new T-shirts or autographs or whatever it is that we're carrying, whatever's new out. And while I'm there, I'm going to go check out the video. While I'm, and You'll have some for sale and some for rent. Right. Absolutely. I, and you know what? It, and, and, I mean, from a pure business standpoint, I think I'm talking myself into a story here. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's change topic. <laughs> so you're against it. I, I'm still the risk taker, man. By, by offering the video, you're getting repeat customers coming back into your store. So while they're coming back into the store, maybe they didn't know they're coming out with a new Gremlins figure or the new Walking Dead action line is here. But while they're returning the movie, oh hey, look at that! Absolutely. Now you're instead of getting three dollars, now you have a chance. Now your 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 ability exactly. is unlimited. Exactly. You know? And to be honest with you, as as uh, I don't know what as as goofy as this sounds or as you know crazy as this might sound, I enjoy. Showing, exposing movies that I love to people that don't know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. When I, when I came up with that list at Halloween time of 13 movies I recommend, I enjoyed that so much because if even if one person watched one movie from that list that they didn't know about, I just based on oh, there you go, I did. I bought magic. Just based on that recommendations that, that I gave, um, <laughs> I like that. It, it's like I'm it's like I'm helping to keep alive. The stuff that meant so much to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm exposing that, you know, Legend of Hell House, one of my favorite movies. You know what I mean? I would put that on my wall in the video store. And if somebody came in and said, oh, I'm looking for a movie to watch, hey, check this out. You know, if you don't like it, tell and, me you don't like it, and I won't even charge you. We for only it. get to, horror fans only have a home for nine days a year. Right. At Monster Mania. Nine days. If you're giving them the ability now to have it 365. I think it would be a great place to hang out. I think there'd be an opportunity for a lot of stuff. I, I do too. You know, horror fans need a place for to meet. They need a place to, to talk with other people. The problem is, is that everyone's gotten so accustomed by being behind the computer. Everyone's lost that social, you know, that that social uh, part of, of life where you go and talk to the people and you find people that like what you like, and then you make new friends, and you know, it, it kind of steamrolls. It's it's you got social media for that. Day and age of family is different. What I grew up in in the '80s is not 2013. Oh, absolutely. So, but I mean, you know what? Family I mean, night. I mean, how many families really? I'll have bet. I'll bet you on Friday night. or Saturday night, if we stayed open and to rent movies, uh, you know, that we would have at least somewhat of a line of people coming in on a Friday night wanting to rent one of our horror movies. I'll bet you. I'm telling you, man. I I really believe it. I mean, I I know. You know, like whatever the new newest movie come out, 
we would have to stock up on or whatever. Yeah, like no planning around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom of the rack. <laughs> Rob's pick of the week. <laughs> it's been the same pick for the last ten weeks. <laughs> All right. Like, you know what I mean? Like I really th- and it would you know. And if people would want to come in and say, oh, I heard your podcast, what do you mean uh, Iron Man 3, you didn't like it? You know, or what do you mean you, you didn't think uh, the remake of the Evil Dead was... I would enjoy... I don't know if I like this oh, idea. Oh, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would. Bull smoke. I don't know. No, you would I don't not. Know if I like... You shouldn't have... I was sold until you brought that up. As soon as there's a chance for a conflict, I'm out. I'm out, dude. You have to. He can run the store and all that, but he's got to do it from, like, a different room. <laughs> that will not happen. So, what do you mean, Bela Lugosi sucked his Dracula? Oh, that would get kicked out. <laughs> this is what it'll be. It would be... I'd have a microphone in the earpiece... And uh, whatever the person said, I would convey it to Dave, and Dave would send the message. It'd be like cheaters. He's in a in a vault, uh, and Dave's in the back yelling at the TV. What do you mean? <laughs> he's got to run the store from the house. <laughs> he's watching it through surveillance. I tell the guy that's talking to me, just run. He's got, you've got two minutes. Just run. <laughs> Get out now. <laughs> yeah, that would be a very bad move. Oh. Now, what we would do, we would we get one of those finger, like those hands with the finger pointing that oh, lights up, man. and if they said something wrong, yeah, and if they pointed to the door, be like, bing, bing, bing. Who with the donut? The lights that kind of simultaneously yeah, over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be a bad move. Uh, I, I don't think so. I, think, I will absolutely say right now. Oh man, you know, I, I think it would be fun, man. I think it would. Be, I know what? Be fun I, for a little while. I'd, I'd put the. Uh, <laughs> I'd put the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, like pinball anything, machine in there. It would become worse. People could play with that. I you, mean, you have a pinball machine? Yeah, Nightmare oh, on Elm Street. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I think it could be fun, man. It would be some place that, that I could work from and work in, and I would really enjoy it. I'm telling you, man, I think we're going to do this. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so make sure you look on Kickstarter for, <laughs> for Monster Mania Retail Store. If you uh, if you donate 200 bucks, you get uh, unlimited plays on the Nightmare on Elm Street there pinball game. Unlimited. <laughs> it is a pretty badass game, but the ball comes up. Yeah. The kids enjoy it. Yeah. All right, so moving on for horror news, since we totally got off track. Uh, we're back onto that again. Huh? Yeah. Um, Wes Craven has addressed the Scream TV series talk that's been going on. Um, he actually went on Twitter and said that um, a lot of you have asked about the Scream TV series. Uh, it's true. I've been approached. My response was it would depend on the script. If they have a great script slash comment, it could be fun. If not, not. Of course. Uh, yeah. He's not going to go into a junk. He's going to go into something good. And, and can I tell you, social media is giving these directors now. John Carpenter went on Twitter today and said, I would love to direct a Dead Space movie. I saw that. I didn't know what Dead Space was. I had to look, it's look up what it series, is. And it's, it's a, a video series game. that's sort of on the order of Alien, right? The first Alien yeah, movie. Yeah, and it's, and it's a video game. Yeah. So all of a sudden now, the I people, told you, the people behind video. it... Are going to say, holy, sh-, you know, oh, I can't believe that, you know, John Carpenter has interest. We need to get on this. Yeah, I guarantee, dude, that he that his next movie is going to be Dead Space. I mean, I shouldn't guarantee that, but I have, I have good, 
I have a good feeling about that. If John Carpenter said, and I had a license, that he was interested in doing a movie of my license... Absolutely. I'm all over that, dude. Are you kidding me? So, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that... I mean, it's, it's apparent that Wes Craven has interest. And I'm sure that what they're going to do is... I believe it's going to be on MTV, but I, I bet you that there's a good amount it of money. Is MTV. A, a good amount of money thrown at it, and they're going to get a good scriptwriter for it. They're, uh, not, they're going to get, make it good. Uh, I would hope so. They don't have any writers attached to it yet. First name that obviously comes to mind is Kevin Williamson. Right. Uh, whether it's going to be him or not, I don't know. Um, think he's out of touch? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, be, but let me preface that by saying, believe it or not, I was never a really big Kevin Williamson fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think he's any more out of touch now than he was then. Mm-hmm. Not a huge fan of his. Appreciate some of the stuff he's done. Just, uh, you know, not my cup of tea, I guess, for the most part. Um, but he would probably be the person to go to, I think, for the for the television show. Um, I, I just like the fact that horror is on television again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I'm telling you, man, Monday nights, I cannot wait to watch Bates Motel. And, I mean, I DVR it. Actually, I watch it, and then I watch it again later on DVR, like a few days later. I really enjoy the show. I mean, and it's it's taken over as my number one television show to watch. I mean, it, and I'm... I'm thrilled that horror is getting on television again. I mean, it's it reminds me of the days when like Twilight Zone and Outer Limits and Night Gallery and stuff were on. You know. Um, okay, Dougie, baby, what's your uh, what's right. your take on uh, on Bates Motel? We'll get into Bates Motel. Is that cool? Yeah, I actually like Bates Motel. Um, I enjoy it for the entertainment standpoint. I know a lot of the background story, obviously, from what we've talked about before with Dad being a huge. Robert Block fan and uh, the original Psychos and whatnot, um, but you know I, I see how they tie it in with the Norman now starting to learn taxidermy from the girl's father. Uh, they're starting to tie in. Norman is strange at school now. Uh, he lashed out at the teacher, so you can see how it's definitely going somewhere. I think they did a great job casting Norman. Definitely can come off as that odd. Creepy kid. Uh, I think Shelby, Deputy Shelby, I think that's what he was. Um, you know, charming guy, good looking guy. Then things go a little questionable and he turns into like, you know, kind of like a mad hatter. He's a scumbag and he's got the girl locked up in the basement and all that. And he played it very well. Um, not so sold on the older brother. I'm not really sure where that's going other than I believe his big boss is probably the sheriff who I'm not really too keen on, but, um... Well, see, I, when they introduced... Can I ask you a question before you get started? Do you think, pacing-wise, that it's a little too fast? Like, that they're going through story a little too quick? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I thought they... was a very interesting take that they kind of brushed off in the next episode was when the mom got arrested for the rug fibers and the guy... they found the guy and, the, you know, the other guy had the belt Although that wasn't, I forget what it was. Uh, it was the the rug fibers that went missing because the the deputy helped her. But I just thought that kind of got brushed under the rug. And then later, when the sheriff decides to make up a story to help her, it, I mean, to me, it it just it like you said, it went too quick. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, and it would have been better if if they would have expanded on the story of him having girls in his basement and stuff. Uh, well, I think all that's coming up. That's definitely coming up because now that new guy that's, that she just threw is out tied into out, that. 
I mean, that dude is definitely casted correctly. He is a creepy son of a the bitch. Cast, the casting of the show is phenomenal. The kid is great. The mom is great. The deputy is good. I like the sheriff. I, the creepy guy now. See, I'm not sold on the sheriff, but I, I agree with the rest. I, I, I think it's... I, I didn't like the idea of a brother because, it, you know, being the purist, it didn't really fit in with what the original story was. But I, I know it's a reimagining of it, so... But the brother character, I'm, I'm, the longer it goes on and the more he's on screen, the more I like it. So I'm pleasantly surprised by it, being a Psycho fan. And I'm th- thrilled to death to be able to say this, you know. I mean, it seems like at times we hate everything, but we're just being honest with our opinions on stuff. I, I, I was excited yet dreading what they were going to do to Psycho because I didn't want them to, you know, ruin what it was for the me. Legacy. And and they've only surpassed it. I mean, you know, sitting here, uh, I, because of Psycho, where is it? You know, I've, I've got, uh, I've rediscovered how much I like Psycho. I mean, it, it was one of the things, it was, like I said, it was the first movie that I bought. I got a Janet Lee autograph. I got a Anthony, uh, Anthony Perkins autograph. You know what I mean? I'm going to get this stuff framed. I mean, this is all because of Bates Motel. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's. If Bates Motel hadn't been on television, I wouldn't have these autographs. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have remembered how much Psycho meant to me. You know, like, I'm thrilled. All man. right, so we, we agree that we think it's a little rushed. If it was the opposite, if it was dragging on, would people keep like watching? Like Walking Dead? Yes. You really think people would, st- would keep watching? I think. Oh, do, do I think people would keep I watching? I think it would be the. I think people would be done with it. I think it would be dragging on too much. I think I do think they're hot shotting a little bit by making it by giving you so much so fast. But I think they need to. I think season two would be the season that they're going to take in. They already and, have you and develop the story. I think so. That's the, that's what. Well, I, see, in contrast, and I've given up on it already, so it might not be a fair assessment. Uh, in contrast, Hannibal, I gave up on. I mean, the first episode that he cooks for people. And they don't know that he's what he's going to eventually turn out to be. Um, you know, he, he's cooking a meal for the one detective or whatever the guy is, the lead. Uh, you know that he's probably eating human parts. Then the second episode, they did it again. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, to me, it's just, it's dragging on. I mean, like, it, it, it's not a horror series. It's a detective show. A lot of people like it. I mean, I, I just am not, I'm I, not that I, person. My wife still watches it, but... I, I do. I think. I think uh, Bates Motel is is the number one show like right now for us. Yeah, for me by We're far. Um, I've I've stopped DVR and Hannibal already. You know, I, I DVR'd four episodes. I watched two like you know, either at either live or within twenty four hours of it being on television. Three I just didn't watch, and four I I deleted without even three and four I just deleted. I don't even tape it anymore. So. I've, I've lost interest in that already. You know, I, and I think that's... We'll see if it, it comes back for season two. I don't know if it's been announced. I don't know if they've renewed it or not. What I had heard was uh, was struggling with ratings, mm-hmm. and, you know, I could see why. Anywhere yeah. on Bates Motel? Oh, ba- Bates oh, Motel yeah, renewed, renewed for season two. Mm-hmm. And I do... I, I think the mom is good. I think the son is good. I, I'm, I'm very... I think the son is oh, real good. Oh, this one ended. I forgot how this one ended. Really good ending. I was surprised to learn um, the actor that plays Norman 
after this doesn't want to continue acting. Like it, he's. So what's he gonna do if if the show runs on for eight years? Well, I mean, I'm sure he'll do it, but I don't know if it'll run on Dude, for eight can, years. How can you be successful and just quit? I don't know. His mom's his, his theatrical agent too. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if he's in it because you know the mom pushed him, him to be, or I don't, you know, or maybe just because it was it was easy to do because she's in the business. You know what I mean? But I mean, he's certainly a great. He's playing the character, man, spot on, mm-hmm. you know. And, and what I like about it, too, is uh, it's not actors that I really know of. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know the mom now. She's going to be in The Conjuring, a um, couple other things she's been in before. Um, but, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, it, it's not populated by really famous actors and actresses, which mm-hmm. I think at times can be distracting. And it's well acted, too. Yeah, it's very well acted, mm-hmm. well directed, well cast, well written, uh, some flaws here and there, you know, like you said, some rush stuff, but I'm really happy with it. And I'm surprised you like it as much as you do. You know, it's just, it's an entertaining, suspenseful show. You know, I've always watched, you know, the suspenseful mystery kind of shows and movies and whatnot. So, for me, it just kind of fits in. It, you know, <clears throat> I started getting to The Walking Dead, and then, you know, we had issues, so I kind of dropped off of that quick. But this one, you know, if it was slower, I think I probably would check out. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Just because, for me, you know, I don't hold so pure to the, the he's movie line. He's, he's who they're trying to grab. Oh, I know. They have us. I'm surprised they have us. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, like, it's uh, it's it's geared universally. You know what I mean? Like, I think, it's, I think the people behind it uh, re- respect the legacy of Psycho, like you said. And, uh, you know, and I, I think they're doing enough to keep... You know, I think they're holding true enough for you guys well. to stay in it, right? And then they throw in that new flair, uh, you know, like the rave or whatever. I mean, not like I'm watching it because of a rave scene. I mean, that didn't really matter. Because originally to me, we, were, we were not but, happy about that, right? Right. I know you. In the first episode, you guys were like, "Oh, the rave," you know, like what's going on? We're annoyed that they're set in the '50s and everyone else is in, you know, modern day with smartphones mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. But as it's going on, although it's been a little quick, you know, like I said, Norman. You know, he uh, he slept with the girl, and now it's, oh, you know, the girl never would have done that. You know, Norman's weird. He stares at people. He's odd, this, that, and the other. And then the other girl comes to the defense and says, you know, hey, you know, Norman did sleep with her, and, you know, your friend's not the best. And now the girl comes back to Norman and says, you know, why did you tell people? Uh, people can't know that. It's embarrassing. And Norman freaks out at the teacher, and now they want Norman to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. So you see where it's going. It's tied in enough to the originals that you guys stay on board. But it's got, you know, that bit of a twist. Like, that new guy, he's so creepy, they can take that in so many different directions. Well, my, my favorite line... where it's going with... My favorite line of the, of the most recent episode was when Norma takes Norman to the therapist, and as he's asking Norman questions, the mom's answering. And then he says, oh, he says to her, can I speak to you privately for a minute? And uh, he says, oh, next time he wants Nor- Norman to come in on his own. And he says to Norma, have you ever... Sought counseling before, yeah. So you know, she's like, "What do you mean? What do you yeah, mean?" She gets, you know, she gets defensive. So, but I mean, I thought it was cool because it shows you, you know, that she's obviously not normal either. Oh yeah. All right, sir. What else do we have? Uh, Stephen King's a bit in the news. Like I said, um, Netflix is considering the Dark Tower uh, series. Uh, Under the Dome comes out shortly. I can't wait to see the that. trailer for that. Looks good. I agree. Um, it's going to be. I think. I think it's just 
it's like uh, a full arc, from what I understand. It's like a like a TV arc story where I think it's like eleven or thirteen episodes, and it's self it's self contained, right? Yep. right? So I am excited. Uh, I am excited. That's what they should have done with Heroes, anyway. You think that looks good? Yeah, I do. That's the one where they're in a bubble or whatever. Yeah, the hell's yeah. Going on. yeah. I do. I kind of think it looks good. Well, I think it's going to get from interesting. A book that you guys read or no? Well, it's from his book, but it's... I think he based me personally. I think he based it on, and I don't know this to be true. Uh, I think he based it on when they had the Katrina flood and they put everybody in the Superdome, and then people started raping each other yep. and doing all kinds of crazy stuff because they were they were trapped under the dome. That's what I think. I have no idea if that's where he got his but idea from. I'm pretty from, sure you're right, but I think we it talked is. about it. I think we talked about it once uh, about it last year. And it's going to be interesting because it's going to show. I mean, it could. It has the potential to be interesting. It's going to show what society left under that certain type of situation. What it, what it can turn into, you know? Day of the Dead. It, When's but, that but it, what it is, it's the monsters uh, are doing Maple Street soon. Oh, I love that. That's what this is. Love it. You know, except it's under a If dome. you've never seen it, that is a uh, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone episode. One of the best. Uh, it's it's such a... And, and, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but it is on Netflix. Also on Netflix streaming, before we go any further, is uh, John Dies at the End and Cabin in the Woods. For those of you that have not seen it, and uh, since me and Dave are always saying that we're not fans of Cabin in the Woods... You can prove us wrong by saying it's go. good. When I open the store, you can come in and rent Cabin from the Woods and tell me how much you liked it. Do yourself a favor and don't do that. <laughs> come rent it. Just don't tell me you didn't like yeah, it or you liked it. Yeah, no, so right. I'll be honest. Everybody, I don't crap on people's opinions. I'm just offering mine. You know, I you like, same thing I like vanilla fudge ice cream. If you like... Uh, mocha with you know mint in it. That's your choice, man. Yeah, that's that's why. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Stephen King uh, has another thing coming uh, to television. Um, it looks like in this past December, um, Jonathan Demme lost the rights to uh, King's novel Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, which is the date that uh, Kennedy was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're talking to J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Company about possibly putting it on television uh, in conjunction with Warner Brothers, uh, doing some type of television series with, with that. They can't, I don't, whether they, it's going to be a movie or a series, do I don't know. J.J. Abrams is working on Star Wars. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> just write that right in there. Leave, leave him alone. Well, it's his company. It might not I, be him. All right. I, I, don't want, I don't want any... Let that man work. I don't want J.J. Abrams even sniffing around on set. Let him go. He's busy writing. He's busy getting ready to direct. And can I say, not a Star Trek guy, the new Star Trek looks pretty good. I think so, too. You're going to go see it? Um, not this week, next. Is it three? It's in three days. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Make sure IMAX. <laughs> I'm not going. There we oh, go. come on. I just checked out. Come I didn't on. see the first one. Uh, was pretty good. I never really liked Star Trek. I do not. Me neither. Ever. I'm a Star Wars See, guy. I did. Dave said the first one was really good. I did. Uh, I know Dave and my nephew. The, the cast of, of the Star Trek crew is awesome. I know Dave said the first one was good. Zachary Him Quinto. They want to see the second one. Um, I can't wait to see it. Uh, Simon Pegg is in it. Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. Chris Pine. Chris Pine is a great Captain Kirk. Check my my wife. My wife's a big Chris Pine fan, so I'm not. Uh, <laughs> you got competition there? I'm, I, I'm thinking I do. Here, here's what I want to see. Saved by the Bell remake. Dude, I hear you. Oh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, please. 
Anyway, the last bit. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, anyway. Yeah, anyway. You don't even know who she is. See, see the I don't know who she is. Before Look we, her up, and you'll be bringing her to a show. I guarantee. today, Doug and myself had said, man, you know, it would be great if if we could have a Saved by the Bell reunion. That's what we had said. Man, yeah. that's <laughs> Tiffany Amber Thiessen. You looked that up. You, you booked Elizabeth her for Berkeley. August. Watch. The only one we're gonna, we were going to keep off uh, Screech and uh, Mario Lopez. Oh, Screech, come on. They were the two we were keeping off. We keep off Mr. Belding. Yeah, he's a goof. We'll throw him in. Oh, he'd be... You he he would, would, would work out well. <laughs> <laughs> train wreck run me, train wreck two. I guess that's going to wrap up this episode of uh, Monster Mania Radio. Don't forget, you can... Uh... Oh, one thing I wanted to throw out there before we wrap up. Okay. Um, I'd like to know what people think of the, the idea of the store. I mean... I, don't tell me like you think it's a good idea if it's not a store that you would actually go to, but um, you know if it's a if uh, obviously a store has to sell merchandise to remain in business. So if it's a store that you would go to and possibly buy merchandise from, not you know doesn't have to be every week or whatever. But I mean, is it is the idea of a Monster Mania store something that you know you the fan would would go to? Do you want to know what people want you to carry? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll carry. We'd like to know that too. I mean, yeah. What what are you interested in? What what would you want the store to be? What were you looking for from the store? You know? Yeah. What do you think, uh, Doc? <laughs> I, think, I think you come in and tell Big Dave your opinion, and it doesn't match his. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true at all. You, you, you can come in and tell me Dracula sucks. We just said sucks. he was approachable. Yeah. That's a good time. <laughs> you, you can come no, in, can you can come in and tell me Bell Lugosi sucks, and, I, and you won't get thrown out. No, you can approach him. Um, but here's my suggestion. A little person slash midget approach him and tell him Bella Lugosi sucks, and we see how things go from that point forward. Well, let me tell you, I would get you know one of those mirror, uh, those round mirrors that you can see like around corners corner. and stuff with. I would have that positioned so that from behind the counter that I'm standing at, I can see who is coming to the store. And It'll I, say, objects do not appear larger than they are in this mirror. <laughs> Here's the deal, all right? I see a bus pulling up. A midge is coming off. He jumps over the counter like Bruce Willis in Die Hard, slides across the floor, locks the door, turns the key. Flips that flips side around. Sign, open to close. Hood slide. Draws, put the lights out. Draws the curtains, you know? You'll never see a move that fast. And there's a knock at the door. You hear a little... And Dave's like, don't say anything. And then Yogi, no Yogi gives yeah. it up. <laughs> You're stuck. They're not going away. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I guess I'd be curious to hear what people uh, think. I mean, I I think it's something that that could become like a destination store, like you know the stash up in uh, the secret stash up in Red Bank. I mean, you know, people drive to that location specifically for. You know, because of the purpose uh, that those people own it. You know what I mean? Like everyone, it's it, it's a destination drive. It's a good for environment too. You know like if mean? you walk in there, it's nothing special. I mean, right. nothing against I mean, it's them. A comic it's, book it's a comic shop. book shop, but they have a large selection of Kevin Smith memorabilia. Which when I go up there, I mean, we go up there probably two or three times a year. I'll drop probably fifty to a hundred dollars every time I go in. I'll grab T-shirts. I'll grab sweatshirts. I'll grab. How much do you not pay for? One hundred percent. That's beside they, the point. They points. have that mirror too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rob it's mentioned. called the Rob Dimension <laughs> Mirror. Put out B merchandise. <laughs> um, 
No, I mean, and the guys that are there, I mean, they have the, the, the gimmick now is that they're a part of the comic book. Oh, yeah, which, absolutely. You know, which helps. But I do think that, you know, Monster Mania has a good name and, and you know, no one has something like that. So, and, and, and it would be cool if you could visit Monster Mania 365 a year, you know, instead of nine days. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know. I mean, it's like, I mean, it, it's a big part of my life. I mean, I really look forward to the show. I mean, you know, when the show's going on, I mean, you know, the... the the story always is, you know, the person that throws the best party doesn't get much out of it because they're the one, you know, hosting the party. I mean, the same holds true for, you know, a, a promoter that's running a show. I mean, there's always something that, you know, you're, to, to make it run as smoothly as possible, there's always something that you're getting involved in, you know, in some aspect of the show. But, uh, you know, so like you, you miss a lot of the things that make it special for the attendees, but in a much more laid-back atmosphere of coming into an actual retail store, you know, the same fans coming to the Monster Mania show, coming to the retail store, could be a whole lot of fun. I, know, I, I just think it, it it continues the feeling of the Monster Mania convention. Because you know, we all, I mean, you know, as, as anxious as, you know, the people that, that come are for the next show, we're just as anxious. Oh, yeah. You know, we are... are it seems like, you know, like right now our countdown is, is not until August. But our countdown, like for us, it seems like a long way away when all of a sudden we're going to turn around one time and it's going to be here next week. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, that's typically the way that it works for, for, for us. So, I mean, we're as excited as everybody else. I'm just thinking about how many people I would piss off working at that store. Man, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're uh, not necessarily, I guess, a horror fanatic. It's awesome though that you're into uh, Bates Motel. But I also think it would be cool if you could step away from the computer and talk to people face to face about your interests that have similar interests that happens at the conventions. That would be the benefit for for me that I see. Yeah, and there would be a lot of stuff too that. You know, you can't put into writing sometimes things, but, you know, in a conversation you can, you know, relate, and, and share relate stories. And stuff. With, Absolutely. You know, I think it would be a good idea. I'd like to know what fans think. I'd like to know uh, what you would like us to carry. I'd like to know whether you, you think it's uh, a viable thing. Is it something you really would go to or, or not? Mm-hmm. Let us know. So you can tweet Big Dave at Monster Mania Con. You can tweet me at Rob Dimension. Uh, are you on Twitter yet? No, nope. Facebook. Secret Facebook, Doug. Be <laughs> <laughs> <We> warned. <laughs> and don't forget, Monster Mania Con 25 is August 16th through the 18th in Cherry Hill, New Jersey at the Crown Plaza Hotel. And followed up after that, just a month later, is Monster Mania Con 26. It's September 27th through the 29th in Hunt Valley, Maryland at the Hunt Valley Inn. And that is uh, Batman Extravaganza. So far, but we're now, like I said, we've added the... Uh... Uh, Michael Myers and um, Daniel, Daniel Harris. Harris from Halloween 4. So mm-hmm. that will definitely be horrified up very, Absolutely. very shortly. Absolutely. And uh, uh, hopefully people can check back, I would guess, on Facebook probably, hopefully by the end of next week, uh, we may have another guest, um, pretty prominent guest to add for uh, Monster Mania Con 25. Um, spoke to that person today. Everything looks good. Waiting to get the uh, final word from them by the end of next week. So uh, hopefully that will come to fruition. Excellent. So don't forget, visit monstermania.net. Follow Monstermania on Facebook for all the latest information for Doug, Dave, and myself. Everybody have a great week.